Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, folks, this is Believe in Rams. I'm Jake Ellenbogen. He is Cameron Lynch, your former Rams linebacker. And today we are coming to you with a win. So let me be very clear here. I think Cam and I were going over this before the show. The Rams won about two games that we covered. Like two, we covered almost the entire season. We were brought together, the dynamic duo of Cam and I, we were brought together not mid-season, but not week one. So we just went with the punches, right? And oh my Lord, last year was painful. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting gray hair, Jake. You know, my hairline's going back <laughs> even further. Like it's it's a lot. <laughs> it it was painful. Um, I appreciate having somebody like Cam, Jolly Cam, Happy Cam, always yeah. uh optimistic Cam, Hopeism Cam, <laughs> Copium Cam. I don't even know what you want to call him. Uh Camster Damas also because of Puka Nakua. We'll get to that. But yeah. if I didn't have Cam last year. And I was doing the show by myself. We won't get, we won't even go there. But anyway, the Rams won. They beat Seattle, just like you and I said. Okay. We said that on off the edge. We had Tory hold on last week. And we didn't get into Seattle as much as we probably wanted to. But Tory Holt was a blast. We had a great time with Tory Holt. And yeah. my thinking, Cam, um, before we get into the ad reads, paying bills, all that, is just, you know, you and I had them winning this uh had them win this game. I had them winning in a shootout. You had them winning in a close, like not shootout game. Like I think you said 24 21. Um this was a blowout, Cam. Yeah. And not to the third I mean, quarter, though. It's the crazy part. The, like the the second half was a, a Raheem Morris masterclass because he doesn't have Jalen Ramsey or Leonard Floyd or Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner was on the other team. He does yeah. not have any of those guys in this game. And the guys that some of y'all were, were saying were trash and, you know, tanking the season because these guys can't play. And and when I say some of y'all, I'm not talking about you listeners out there because you believe, but I'm talking about the haters out there or the, the non-believers. Uh, look, I understand it's week one, but to go into Seattle after last year, that's where you ended the season and you lost on some egregiously bad calls but you went into that and you made sure there's not a referee in heck that could ruin this game for me 30 to 13 two missed field goals a missed bomb of a touchdown to puka nakua i'm not hating on stafford when i say that i'm saying this is how close it came and van jefferson agreed just drop that would have yeah. been a touchdown so you you factor that in and cam you're looking at 20 points there, my friend. So 20 points, they scored 30. They only give up 13 hats off to the Rams. And yeah. we're going to get into it more, but that's the introduction there. Yeah. I mean, in Tutu Atwell, believe in Tutu, uh, he showed up and showed out. And then Aaron Donald's playing football again, right? You get that. Oh my God. Uh, clip that Geno, Geno Smith uh, shouts out because Aaron Donald wraps around from the end to the inside it scares the heck out of him, and he scares the heck out of most quarterbacks. So, you know, Aaron Donald being back on the football field, a lot of those guys like Bryce Young get to eat, you know, that whole D-line and the defensive back. So, yeah, the Rams play well. We got a dub in, but I know he gets our ad read, but excited to, to chat about it. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm stoked. 
Um, but just letting you know, Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs this season. Get the latest odds, lines, and match reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games, to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, get in on the action, and remember to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. But Cam, if they want to play fantasy football, they want to, you know, hey, I really like Tutu Atwell to have more right. than 30 and a half receiving yards. How are you going to set him at 30 and a half receiving yards? Well, you could take advantage of that blunder by going over to Underdog Fantasy and using promo code go. OTE. Come over and uh, and do that. Cam, tell him. Yeah, I mean, oh, you know, underdog fantasy, you got guys like Kyron Williams that's balling out, so you might want to pick him up as well, Pumpkin Nakua, who knows. But they're playing against the 49ers this week, so, who, you know, think about that one. But you can start playing fantasy football on underdog fantasy today. Users will receive a 100% deposit match up to $100 if they use our promo code OTE at sign up. You can click the link in the description to get started today. That's how you do it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Cam is the master ad reader. Um, <laughs> but with Our that practice. said, on that on that note, let's talk about this game. 30 to 13, the Los Angeles Rams. There are people that had him winning two games, three games, four games, five games. We could stop it there because after that, all right, I'll give you that. Seven and ten. You know, not a lot of experience. Okay, fine. Whatever. You want to say seven and ten, that's fine. This is to the people out there, Cam, that thought this team was going to draft Caleb Williams. And mm. Albert Breer already beat me to it. He was on everywhere. I don't know if you saw the clip. He was on Dan Patrick, and he's like, these idiots out there that thought that they were tanking for Caleb Williams. That man does not have a filter. These idiots yeah. out there. Oh, so you can't say idiots. So. <laughs> he's like, these idiots out there who didn't. You know, who thought the Rams were tanking for Caleb Williams and Sean McVay came out of a potential retirement to, to tank. They have no idea who or what they're talking about. Yeah, I agree with them. Not that yeah. the, I'm not going to call them idiots because I mean, you know, I don't want to be hostile nice. here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not Sean Payton, <laughs> but uh, <Man. laughs> the, I saw fire. that like, man. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But man, you know. Uh, this shouldn't have shocked people. Maybe the score, but the Rams winning. If the Rams winning shocked you, you didn't do your homework on the Rams. Mm -hmm. Point blank. And to be honest, Jake, this offensive line, right? If people, like you said, the homework, the offensive line last year, Andrew was on our show, Bleeding Rams show. It's the offensive line last year was in pieces and shambles. This year, my guy Matthew Stafford's back there baking the cake, finding poop in the pool. Jake, I, I saw a PFF that the Rams were number one in drop back efficiency over all the teams in the NFL this year. That, that means the Dolphins, right, with Tua. Tua was going off. That means he was more efficient than, uh, than Tua. The Raiders, the Packers, the Vikings, the Cowboys, the Jags. So all those teams did pretty dang all well this past weekend, and the Rams' offense was elite in the past game. So shout-out to the Rams changing things around, Jake. Offensive line is healthy, therefore Matthew Stafford stays healthy and he can wheel and deal. So, good ball by the Rams. It, so, it definitely was. And Matthew Stafford was in his bag, man. You know, this guy was like, I want this, I'm going to get it. And it was like, 
he's not a point and shoot quarterback. Okay. And what I mean by that is there are a lot of quarterbacks in this league. They're open. Whoo. Like that's it. Like there's the, you know, they go through it and that's, that's fine. Yeah, like those little, are little Josh Allen. <laughs> well, he, he's not a point and shoot. He's like, I'm just going to heave it and shoot. you know, go <laughs> Superman when he doesn't even need, did you see him try to anyway? I'm not even going to get into that. That That's a whole we'll other thing. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. Okay. With Matthew Stafford, he is, I'm going to say this right now. I don't care who likes it. He's the most creative passer in the NFL. He's more creative than Patrick Mahomes. Okay. The thing about Patrick Mahomes is that he has that, that play where he was falling down and then threw it sidearm. And so, you know, people are going to talk about that as creative, but it's the little things that Stafford does. I don't even see Mahomes doing this type of stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mahomes has to no look past Stafford's been doing that before Mahomes. So here's the thing. The reason why I believe he is the most creative passer in the league is because if you watch some of those throws in, on Sunday yeah. cam, those guys weren't always open. Like it's how it's how it throw. five he's, different arm angles, man. Yeah, yeah. Like he's impressive. I just hurt my arm trying to emulate that. <laughs> like, he's what? coming off. He's coming off an injury from last year, and remember, Jake, during the off season, people were like, "Is Stafford going to be healthy? Can he come back?" And there was a statement I believe forget where it was, but it was like his arm looks like a live jug machine. And it did this past Sunday. I mean, he was ripping it, man, and he looked great. I it, it was hard to be like the whole man. There's this uh, there's this meme gif, I guess, that perfectly encapsulates how I felt watching Tutu Atwell just do exactly what you and I have been saying he can do, and watching Puka Nakua be better than I thought he was going to be, and match to what you said he was going to be. Cooper Cup 2.0. And just and watching Kyron Williams, this was like the I told you so game. It was like, have you ever seen that gif with Vince McMahon coming out off like he's he's coming through the WWE like uh, the ramp and he comes out and he's all like strutting and he like, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like that's how I felt because I was just like, I mean, first off, my mentions on Twitter were eviscerated. OK, Cam, like people are like. Oh man, Jake told us with Tutu, like he he predicted 120 <laughs> yards and Tutu got 119. What is this? 18. And like, it, it wasn't meant to be. I told you so. It was just more so like, I I hate the hate that Tutu got. He okay, they drafted Creed Humphrey. That's not his fault. He can only control what he can control, and people were not being fair to him. And I saw this guy's gonna be so easy. I I said it. I was like, man, he could have had three touchdowns against Seattle. Okay. Like I said that on Bleach Report, I was like, he could have had three touchdowns against Seattle last year. Baker couldn't get him the ball. Baker looked yeah. good for the for the Bucks. Baker is not Stafford. And we saw in this game, Stafford was getting him the ball. Camp Sean McVay's offense. This is the most creative I've seen Sean McVay's offense in a long time. So Thank far. We, we needed it, Jake, from last year. We needed that creativity. And you think about, too, I believe it was like the third quarter. I think Tutu had about three consecutive catches back to back. And it was this guy, Tutu, he's unbelievable, Jake. We, we've been talking about Tutu he's for like, a while. He snagged yeah, it out of the bro. air. He snagged it. We've been talking about Tutu for a long time. So if people are giving Tutu hate, you know, kind of prior, they haven't been watching Tutu out well because he gets open. He plays like he's 6'2", but he's really like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, um, he's unbelievable. And to be honest, Jake, I would like to see Van Jefferson step up just a little bit more, right? Puka and Tutu had their day, but Van had a big drop. And that's okay because he's had some big catches as well. But 
We had Tory Holt on here. He said it. He said it himself. He says, Ben has to get going. Because if not, Jake, the trade, the trade deadline, I forget what it is, sometime in November, but you he might be on that trade on that trade block. So I really would like to show this upcoming game, the 49ers. It's going to be a tough challenge. They're going to be keying in on 2-2. They're going to be keying in on Puka Nakua. So, Ben Jefferson, Tyler Higby, those guys have to get going because that run game, Jake, for the Rams, quite impressive. Quite impressive. I agree. Um, sticking with the offense here, because I think we should just split the show. Stick with the offense. Go with the defense afterwards. Um, you know, I think the big thing here, for people that need to understand this, okay, Seattle sold out to stop the run. You know, you played defense. You could see it when you were watching the game. You're like, oh, okay. So this this is, I can tell you exactly what happened. You ready to have the entire game explained? It's very simple. Pete Carroll and the Seahawks saw Cooper Cup is out. And Sean McVay was talking highly about the receiver room and how he felt confident. And Seattle was letting that go one ear and out the other. They didn't buy it. They're like, oh, they're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. And then they're going to run it again. Okay. Matthew Stafford. I'm sure they were questioning whether he was healthy. They were listening. Okay. They were Mm -hmm. listening. There are teams all over the league that do believe in the Rams and they think they're a scary team. I don't think Seattle took them seriously. And that's why I think they, they just sold out to stop the run. What I mean by that for the, like just regular terms here, you have 11 guys on a football field on each side. And they had about eight, nine guys in the box. That's why Cam Akers is getting contacted immediately when he has the ball. Kyron yeah. Williams is. Differences, Kyron did a little bit more after contact than Cam. Yeah. And that's that's going to be a problem. However, this upcoming game, we'll preview it on Friday, Cam, but this upcoming game, I think it's going to be a different look because the 49ers aren't just going to sell out to stop anything. They're going to be like, we're the best defense in the league. We'll play our right. game and let them play theirs and we'll beat them. You know, we're going to yeah. just beat them man to man. Nick Bosa is going to beat Rob Havenstein. I'm not saying he is. I'm saying this is how they're going to believe in their, their defense. Seattle yeah. didn't buy into any of that. They were just like, we are going to stop their run game. And if they pass it, eh, we'll, we'll probably stop them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you think about Tariq Woolen and Puka Nakua. There's a picture. There's a picture of Puka Nakua with those outstretched arms and Tariq Woolen right behind him getting dusted, Jake. But like you said, those guys probably underestimated Puka Nakua. Like, oh, this guy from Utah can even run. And little do you know, Puka Nakua just taking off and tearing things up, man. So, yeah, I do think a lot of, t- even, you know, to be honest, I'm sure everybody, you know, everybody, the Rams folks themselves were like, I don't know about the Rams, you know, facing the Seahawks. I don't know how this is going to go. And the Rams, to be honest, they probably proved everybody wrong. You know, Matthew Stafford said it in the, the breakdown, right? They had a breakdown. Pat Max, we had it on the show. And Matthew Stafford broke the team down. He's like, all that noise, all that malarkey that's going on outside these walls, they got something for them. And that's the mentality you want to see. I mean, Matthew Stafford, he's probably on the latter end of his career, right? And so you want to see that leadership. You want to see those gray hairs you know, sparkle a little bit when he's pissed off and that sweat's dripping down. Um, it's always great content whenever, you know, you have those clips like that. And, man, the Rams are looking spooky. I know we got the 49ers coming up, Jake, next week, but they are looking quite spooky. I'm excited to talk about the defense, Jake, because Raheem Morris, man, you got to put respect on that guy's name, like you always said. 
exactly. Um, before we get into the defense, offensive line, absolutely just a, a clinic on the in the in pass pro run game, yeah. not so much. I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt here. I think Seattle just went all out. Okay. Yeah. I, I think yeah. really Seattle just went all out, and that's just that's the way it is. Like you know, sometimes you'll have those games. You know, I'm going to point to a game in particular to kind of explain what they did to people that watched a game that I know everyone watched because you didn't miss a Rams playoff game if you're watching this round. Maybe you did, but you did not miss the Rams versus the Cowboys. Okay. Mm. And I, I, I got to say this right now. The Rams and Cowboys in 2018, everyone and their mothers like this Rams defense isn't going to stand any bit with Dak Prescott in the run game and Zeke Elliott. They are not going to be able to stop Zeke. They're not going to be able to stop Zeke. They're not going to be able to stop Zeke. And what did the Rams do? Rams said, Aaron Donald, you could pin your ears back and rush the passer every game. Not this week. We're going to have you maintained. We're going to have you stationary and we're going to have you stop the run. They sold out. They stopped the run. They didn't try to penetrate the way they normally do right with Aaron Donald. They didn't let him pin his ears back. They sold out to stop the run him and Brockers. Zeke was held in check. He had to think 80 yards in that game. And in a playoff game, you'll take that, you know, Zeke, that was Zeke in his prime. And so I look at that as, as a clear picture as to essentially what the Seahawks are trying to do. And so I don't blame the offense line. I just have to say, Alaric Jackson is the left tackle of the future. Okay, I'm going to say that right now. Alaric Jackson is the left tackle of the future. Uh, as long as he stays healthy, no one is outdoing him. And I think, I know people get really excited, like Joe Alt is on Notre Dame, and people get excited about the big tackles coming out of the draft. Cam, I already know Alaric can play. I don't know if those guys can play. Why would I try to replace Alaric when I know he is the best option at left tackle? And if he's playing like that, Cam, if he's going to pass protect like that, I don't need to draft somebody for the sake of drafting him. He's a young guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he did well against Uchenna Nwosu. I mean, Uchenna Nwosu, he got his, right? He got some of his, but he did a great job. Five pressures for the offensive line. There you go. That's that's way better than last year for, for the folks who have been watching the Rams. It's way better than last year, y'all. We are up to a strong start. And also, too, though, let's keep this in mind, Jake. You know, we talk about Alaric Jackson. He has the big test against Bosa coming up this week. We're not sure, you know, health-wise with Bosa, but he has a big week coming up with this defense. He's going to have to stop those linebackers from, from flowing through those gaps from the C gap, the D gap, the A gap, whatever it is. But – there there it's gonna be a test this week so we'll, we'll see we'll see how that goes yeah no absolutely and now we switch over to your side of the ball although i gotta say you're very knowledgeable about the offense so i'm not trying to discredit you obviously when i say that <laughs> I need to make that very clear my guy yeah. knows offense okay you gotta know but you gotta know offense right to understand your defense you gotta know what the offense is doing where they're gonna be exactly. so yeah i've studied Study the offense is pretty pretty well. <laughs> but when I say your side of the ball, you did play defense and you love defense because if you're a defensive yeah. player, man, do you love wreaking havoc on the offense? So what did you think as a defensive player who wore these horns? Okay, maybe not those exact like horns. <laughs> they weren't <laughs> <Yeah>. as broken. <laughs> but uh <laughs> you know, you you wore this uniform, not the same exact uniform. You you played for this organization. What were your thoughts? You know, week one 
a lot of hate towards this defense going into the season. You know, I've been on the table, pounding the table for Raheem Morris just to give these kids a chance. Give Raheem Morris a chance. They were in 16 out of 17 games last year going into the fourth quarter, Cam. It's because of the defense. What were your thoughts as somebody, former NFL player, played for this organization, likes Raheem Morris? What were your thoughts on this? Yeah, Raheem Morris, like you said, put respect on his name. I know even for last year, Jake, I'm going to keep it hot. I'm going to open and transparent. Last year, I know we talked about that bend, don't break defense, and I got sick of it because I think it was more of a breaking rather than bending. And to be in this week, the way he showed up and showed out, because the preseason, Jake, the preseason wasn't great either. I'm like, dude, this is a porous defense. What the <laughs> heck is going on? But then we also forget that the best player in football, Aaron Donald, was not playing. He played this week. And it's really cool to see Jake. I mean, the fact that, too, the times that Aaron Donald was off the field, his defense was still getting after it. And so I think that's really impressive. Um, it's really cool to see just with the linebacker changes. You talk about Ernest Jones stepping up and be that leader role with that captain. I mean, man, has he stepped up. I mean, he's this, I think it was the first quarter, had some great goal line stops, you know, screaming and doing this thing. Uh, Michael Hoyt, Jake playing curl flat. I mean, he was lined up as like a linebacker. To be honest, I didn't really like that. And I do no. think that the Seahawks, they took advantage of that after a while, right? They had Dallas in the flat and and Hoyt had to cover him and it just didn't work too well. DJ Metcalf, he was lined up against DJ Metcalf playing curl flat. You don't want your defensive ends to be in those situations, Jake, but I do love the uh, the risk-taking, right? The ability to change things up and give people different looks. So I do like that. But Raheem Morris, man, hats off to you. Um, Aaron Donald, he got his first sack, thank, thankfully, for this year. I mean, a long time. The guys next to him ate as well. Jake, um, you know, we just talk about that the new guys on that defensive line. You talk about Hoy, you talk about um, our defensive end, number zero. Um, I can't think of his name right now, but it'll come to me in a minute. Just call him um, Agent Zero from here on out, Byron a, Young. A, <laughs> Byron Young, Agent Zero, man. The the pressure he applied um, on Geno Smith with, you know, with that number zero, I mean, it, it was it was impressive. We, we need to see that. We, the Rams defensive line needed that. So I'm impressed. But we, this is a different week, though, Jake, right? Week two, got the 49ers, got the, probably one of the best teams in the league, not only in the division, but the best teams in the league. You got Christian McCaffrey. You got Ayuk. You got so many threats. So we'll see how he does this week. It's true. You know, I think when you look at the five pressures each for Donald and Young, I, I tweeted it out. I saw this picture where Aaron Donald is looking uh, Byron Young in the face and he looks like he just saw his like the air to like some throne. Like it's like, ah, yes, like, it's just like, man, it was like bad intentions, but in a good way. And, uh, man, we've talked about it. you got to be a dog. If you're going to wear number zero, if you're going to wear number zero as a outside linebacker, you need to be the dog. And Byron yeah. Young, man, we saw it. You know, he he had the face mask pull in the first game. It was the only game he played in preseason. Uh, I, he wasn't trying to rip the face mask. Just a tough play to make. Almost had a sack. Then in this game, he gets a half sack. Um, he looked good. I, and that one yeah. play in particular we know he has speed. You talked about it. This is one of those old school pass rushers that just is just going to run at you. The speed to power conversion, man. I know what play you're, you know, what play I'm talking about uh, yeah. near the goal line when they were driving. I, I mean, he ate that dude's lunch. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, he he's did. a beast. He's, I mean, he's a beast. He's been, and the thing is, too, Jake, one thing, too, about him, one critique I want to add or one just technique piece is there were a couple plays where he lost the edge to the defense a little bit. And so I think he's figuring out his speed. He's figuring out that speed to power. But a lot of times when you're facing a good running back like Kenneth Walker, if you peek inside, they're going to find that edge. And so I think Byron, he's going he's to figure it out. But um, using that speed, using that strength, but keeping that anchor as well is going to be really important because, trust me, Christian McCaffrey, if you dip inside, Christian McCaffrey is going to find the edge and put them hands up. So Byron Young's going to have to be a little bit more disciplined this week, but keep that same fire that he did uh, versus Seattle. I absolutely agree with everything you just said, and I think that's the reason why um, it's going to be so hard to stop the 49ers this week is because that edge run, um, the, the, the running ability of Christian McCaffrey, I mean, first off, he's strong enough where if you contact him, you play your role and you set that edge and you're there in run defense, he can break that tackle. That man's thick with two C's. Okay. Like yeah. he, he yeah. is hard to bring down. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had to throw that out there, but he was our number one running back in our off the edge, uh, power rankings for a good reason. I mean, there's a reason why the Rams tried to get him and were pissed when they didn't. Um, the 49ers knew what they were doing. He was the final piece to the puzzle. He was the final infinity stone to Thanos's gauntlet. Um, but at the same time, it's like, there's still no excuse. Like you have to, you have to man your position, Michael Hoyt. You're going to have to play your life away. Okay. You're literally going to have to go out there and lay it on the line. Um, to your point, Michael Hoy, why are you in coverage? And uh, you have to be in coverage, but why are you covering DK Metcalf? And better question, better yet, why are you making such an awesome play on the ball and they're throwing a flag on you? My guy had an awesome <laughs> pass breakup and they called it PI, and I'm still heated about that. Because, man, yeah. like that dude, I, I don't think he lost any. Like people were like, oh, he's going to lose weight. He still looks like the 310 pound defense lineman playing out of his position, but actually his actual position uh, in 2023. So I don't know if he lost weight. I heard he did. I don't see it. I don't see it. Just a little bit faster. Just a little bit faster. Clearly he's faster. He's covering DJ Metcalf, DK Metcalf. And to to be honest, right, a lot of times offensive coordinators, they know what defense the defense is going to be in, cover three or whatever that is. You know, the defensive is going to have a flat. So it's like, oh, perfect. Let's just put DK there and have him. Post Michael Hoyt, so that you know that's a good scheme <laughs> by that offense. But this this 49ers game, Jake, I don't want to see Michael Hoyt covering Debo, covering Christian. I don't want to see any of that. <laughs> oh well, I mean, let's be honest here. If that were to happen, um, that's a touchdown. I don't have to know what personnel they're in. That's a touchdown yeah. because yeah. first off, the Rams can't tackle Debo. We've seen that in the past. They cannot tackle him. And you brought it up. Our first show, I think, was the the Carolina show. And we went right in, and you're like, Christian McCaffrey's a problem. He's going to be a problem. And we watched it. Christian McCaffrey was a problem for Carolina. So the 49ers, the Rams are looking at like, man, we need Christian McCaffrey. The 49ers are looking like, we got Christian McCaffrey. This this trade's done. And they took Christian McCaffrey, and he can't be brought down. So the thing about the 40, the reason why the 49ers offense works so well, and I know we're, we're still previewing the, you know, Seattle, but still the reason why the 49 are recapping Seattle, the reason why the 49ers offense works so well, and the reason why they don't need a Joe Montana at quarterback or, you know, and, 
Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady to win games is because it's built essentially for the run after the catch. It's the short passing. It's the wide zone running. Um, Christian McCaffrey has also opened up other layers of the offense we've never seen before. Um, so when you factor in that Christian McCaffrey can break eight tackles in one run, you factor in Debo Samuel's hard as heck to bring down. You factor in, I mean, we talked about Brandon Ayuk is turning into a superstar wide receiver, and we haven't even gotten to George Kittle who is the second best tight end in the league. So in in probably the best blocking tight end in the league. So it's like, it's insane. And then we're not even talking about, you know, Trent Williams. I mean, there's so many guys that they have. And so I think just kind of looking at this game um, and what they did against Seattle, you know, this, this was needed. This is a boost of adrenaline, of energy, of whatever you want to give it. Um, you know, holding them to one first down in the second half. I mean, that's unheard of. And I don't care. 200 total yards. Like, yes, you know, only had 100 and something like that's crazy. I'm going to say right now that was Brandon Staley 2020 esque. That's what that was. That was, that was disastrous. Like I don't like, I mean, I remember I'm going to imitate him right now. I remember Pete Carroll. Did you see his, his presser? Yeah, you know, we we we, we tried and you know, just you had all different, you know, these different looks, and we thought that we just just no, just wasn't just wasn't there. And I was like, he had <laughs> no idea what Mack truck just hit him. He had no idea, yeah. and, and and that to me tells me this is a rivalry game. This is division mm-hmm. rivals. You played them twice last year. I understand it's a little different, so the Rams do have a little bit of the element of surprise. But we heard yeah. over and over and over again, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jackson Smith and Jigba. They have you know, Tyler Lockett's a Rams killer, DK Metcalf. I mean, they have all these guys. Look at their running backs. They drafted a second-round running back, again, for no reason. I have no idea why they did that. But um, Cam, this defense, yeah. Raheem Morris was like, I'm going to take your hate, crumple it up in a ball, Put it right in that trash because that's what it's worth. <laughs> it showed up your, you know what? Yeah, it little, shut little the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Jake, I also want to call this out too. You know, we talked about just how well that defense did, right? And you have have some of the numbers from DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf, three for five uh, in receptions, forty-seven yards total. Like, come on, fam! He did have a nasty touchdown where he where he uh, broke our guy off, Darion Kendrick. Um, with that nasty sluggo route. That was nasty. But one thing about it, though, is the Rams' defense still showed up to play. That was early on in the game, and the Rams still showed up to play. So, um, And then Geno Smith, talk about 16 for 26, 112 total yards, 4.3 yards per you know per, per throw. Like, Rams' defense showing up. But, Jake, well, one thing I will say is 24-hour roll is in full effect because – you know, we can we can jump and shout, of course, and win this game, but we have to turn that page over, my man, because you got some beasts coming into town. And yeah, the Rams have to show up, Jake. And so I know we're coming up on time here, but we'd love to talk about some game balls, maybe some some guys that showed out for us, uh, showed up uh that weekend. You're you're right on time because I was ready to have a gush fest about Russ freaking yeast. How about this guy, man? They it they did it again. They got a seventh rounder. They got a seventh rounder in Russ Yeast, okay? They also got Quentin Lake, who do not sleep on Quentin Lake. You know, Andrew Siliano came on here, sung his praises. He had a great camp. 
He's going to be used all different ways. I think he's used more this week because there wasn't as much of a threat, um, you know, with that tight end room as there is this week, right? He'd be nice to, to match up. But Russ East, my man was out there and John Johnson did not log a snap on the defense because of it. Everyone and their mother was like, Russ East, like John Johnson, they're just fitting him right in there. I was guilty of that. Russ East is him. He's number ninth, mm. according to PFF, number ninth. He's ahead of your guy who fonga on the, on the uh, Niners. Mm. Okay. Yeah. He's ahead of Kyle Hamilton, a former first round pick for the Ravens. Right. Mm. So he's ahead of some big names and Russ East was, he didn't allow uh, a catch. He was great at tackling wise Um, this guy in coverage. I mean, he's a smooth mover. Okay, which is great. He can flip his hips. He's also a guy that's kind of that free safety, strong safety, can also play, you know, nickel corner. And so the Rams can use him in different ways. Russ East balled out. Um, he definitely deserves a game ball. And I'm also going to give a game ball to somebody here. All right. I'm going to give a game ball to Ernest Jones. Ernest Jones, nice. you have Aaron Donald, and I get that. Ernest Jones is the captain of this defense. I know that's very, very crazy to say. Ernest Jones is the cap because Ernest Jones is going to be here long term. They don't pay linebackers. I think they're going to pay Ernest Jones. I think Ernest Jones is going to stay around. And you know what? I saw a better Ernest Jones this year than I saw last year. And I can tell you right now, we, we've talked about before, Bobby Wagner's legacy lives on with the Rams through Ernest yeah. Jones. I think yeah. when it's all said and done, Ernest Jones kind of increase that ceiling a little bit, being around Bobby Wagner, absorbing everything. We keep talking about Puka Nakua. I'm sure you're going to bring him up in a second here. Um, absorbing what Cup was given. Ernest Jones was right at Bobby Wagner's hip, from what I was told, all last year. Okay, And, and he was absorbing all that information. This guy was stellar in the run defensive department, in coverage, he, I don't even think he allowed maybe a, a catch or two uh, for nine yards, right? That's probably the um, check down anyways. You know what I mean? You got to give yeah. some of that anyways. Yeah. And then, I mean, you saw him diagnose the slip screen. He yeah. came down there like a bat out of hell and just boom, yeah. you know, I just, I love it. And the thing I love about him the most is not only is he homegrown, this guy, the first year had to, had like really went through injuries and then he had to step up and play in the Super Bowl. And we know what he did. He stepped up, yeah. played well in the Super Bowl, had a key. Uh, fourth, They went for it on fourth down, turnover on downs. He knocks the ball away uh, against uh, Joe Burrow. And then he came up, ran right into Joe Mixon and just slammed him to the ground. This guy yeah. is it. I'm telling you right now. He is. He is. I like that, that game ball. I'm going to give the game ball on the defensive side to Raheem Morris. A lot of times you don't even give it to the coaches, but you got to give it to Raheem Morris. Um, the way he showed up, the way he had his guys playing football, Jake. I mean, he had Darion Kendrick, you know, covering the best receivers on that football football field, and he did really freaking well. I mean, there were some one-on-one -on -one plays. Like I said, he got burned on one of them, Jake, but DK Metcalf, he's one of the best receivers in the league. So you're going to get smoked every now and then. He just had bad eyes on that play, but – Every other play, Jake, um, Darion Kendrick showed up and showed out, and Raheem Morris, credit for getting guys that are new to the system, that are different and different pieces to play a game of complimentary football, 
And they did that. I mean, there were guys on, you know, Byron Young. Um, there's just different guys that were just crushing it. Um, you know, Ernest Jones, like you mentioned it, mentioned Aaron Donald, of course, but Raheem Morris, I think, gets that full game ball for the defense there. Yes. And I, I again, I have to go back because I know I'm going to get hated for it. AD is still him. But yeah. I, I'm just saying, Ernest Jones is the, the man in the middle, right? So it's it's great to have him. And then looking at the offensive line, um, I got to give a game ball to my guy. I had a conversation with him in the offseason, Alaric Jackson. I'm a fan. I've been a fan for a yeah. minute now. And, uh, it, you know, he had one of the highest pass protection grades in the entire league, according to PFF, this past week, and only allowed one pressure. And it wasn't a hit on the quarterback, okay? It was a hurry. So it's not like it did any damage. You saw Stafford's jersey. Man, that thing was crisp white. Clean. Like, I mean, I got to give it to Alec Jackson. And then my next guy, I'm going to give it to Tutu Atwell. I just think um, you could give it to Stafford. You can give it to Kyron. I got to represent my guy. I went out and defended this guy all offseason. I even made the bold prediction on Bleach Report. I don't know if you even heard this. Thousand yards this year for Tutu Atwell. He's going over a thousand yards. And I said it before. Said before that game, okay, he's got a pretty good chance of doing that, right? He's feeling pretty good after week one, I would say. Especially when Cooper Cup gets back in, they're going to be double teaming Cooper Cup, and he's going to have more room to operate. So I'm super excited for two two. I believe in two two. So good stuff for him on the offensive side, Jake. For me, got to go the offensive line. Got to go offensive line and Kyron Williams. Those are my two two game balls, but really the Kyron Williams, Jake, because. You know, a lot of times when you're that second guy, it's like, oh, man, what about me? And he didn't have that that mentality. Cam Akers, he ate, he found the end zone, but Kyron was like, yo, this is my time, time to shine. I need to take over this position. And it showed, Jake. So I would be surprised, you know, next week if his reps increase a little bit because he a man scored two touchdowns and had, had a great game. So Kyron gets that game ball in the offensive line. You just said it. The quarterback had a clean jersey. And that's all you can ask for, Jake. When you got you got guys, um, you're playing against a team like Seattle, you know, Chenna Nolosu, he, he, I think he was on your top 10 or top 15, I think, defensive lineman in the league. And for them to hold him at bay a little bit, you, you got to give him the ball. And the fact that he ran the ball well, he packs the ball well, the, the Rams offensive line game ball this week. I mean, we got to give one to Puka Nakua or we're going to have a, a riot on our hands. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. really – Cam, the game ball segment kind of gets ruined because they played so well. You can give one to really everyone. Yeah, yeah, and that's fair. When you win football games, Jake, you give multiple game balls. When you lose, you get like one or two guys. But yeah. if you win, it's like you get one. You get one. <laughs> yeah, like, just Oprah up in here like, you get a game ball. You get a game ball. You get a game ball. Uh, we got to mention Matthew Stafford and Puka Nakua um, real quick before we get out of here because we're going to be talking about the 49ers later on this week. Uh, it is 49ers week, maybe escalator week too. We'll see what ends up happening. If you know what I mean? Um, but here's the thing. Okay. Nakua looked really, really good. And I'm not just saying that, like I admit when I'm wrong, um, I watched, they used Van Jefferson, his first game, his rookie year. They did not use that. Well, Van had a nice catch over his, his, uh, shoulder, uh, to win that game or not. That wasn't how they won, but it was over the shoulder grab against the Dallas Cowboys golf through it. Um, two, two did not get that opportunity. Ben Skronik. It took a while. 
But here he is, Puka Nakua. And obviously the injury, like it's a different team. You don't have a Robert Woods with a cup. So if a cup goes down, now Robert Woods is there. It's different. It's a different structure. Um, but Puka Nakua is, is just basking in this right now. And the, the thing I will say right now is that there are people that are saying this is a one-game wonder. Um, and it, it, who knows? Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe. I can't, they, I can't they, read the future. They didn't see his college tape. But, they didn't see his college tape or high school tape. I mean, my man is a beast. <laughs> that's that's the thing. I mean, maybe maybe it is. Like, right? Like, we don't know what's going to happen. We definitely don't know what's going to happen because Aaron Rodgers yesterday. Like, we can't yeah, predict the future. that's true. But, yeah. I mean... I see at worst for him, he's taken out of the game by the 49ers and they have to go to Van Jefferson. They have to go to Tyler Higby. They have to do different things than they did last week. And that's fine. But I don't see this guy going away. I just to get 119 yards and the way he did it, the toe tap swag, uh, you know, you talk about over the middle. He had two drops and Stafford went right back to him. He didn't drop a pass the rest of the game. Uh, he had one that was thrown over his head a little bit, and then he had one that was thrown in harm's way in the end zone. But Puka is him. Uh, I'm just going to be honest him. here. I see a lot of fancy football players trying to trade him away after a good game. Here's the thing. I understand selling high, okay? I understand selling high, but sometimes the sell is actually more detrimental than what you're getting. And so I think, you know, if you're out there and you're like, oh, what do I do with Puka Nakua? Keep him. He's got Matthew yeah. Stafford throwing the ball. He's in Sean McVay's offense, and he's one of the off chances that a rookie receiver is going to actually get targets in Sean McVay's offense. And he's done enough to start the season where people are like, oh, I don't know. Cooper Cup comes back. Yeah, Van Jefferson better step up because he's the one who's going to the back of the line, not Puka Nakua. Yeah, yeah. And you got 49ers this week. So for the fantasy football folks, so you start a venture guy. Who knows? It's going to be a tough night for Kupa Nakua because they saw what we saw. He was wide open. He beat Tariq Woolens. He's going to beat some of those 49er players. So he's going to get double teamed. They're going to keep an eye on Tutu Atwell. So, yeah, it might be a little bit different this week. But like you said, keep him on your team, your fantasy football team, because it's going to pay dividends later on in the season. One and oh. I mean, it's upside down, but you get the, you get the feeling. One and oh. We both predicted it right. We're going to predict the next game in the next episode. Thank you guys for taking the time to watch our show today, tonight, tomorrow, the day before. I don't know when you watched it, but thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm Jake Ellenbogen, and he is Cameron Lynch, and uh, we appreciate you guys uh, supporting us. You can find me at JK Bogan on Twitter, and you can find Cameron Lynch at Cameron Lynch 50 on Twitter. Until next time, guys, you guys take care and horns up. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.